0: you Happy Thursday, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Apollo 13 Minute, a show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the 1995 Ron Howard-directed feature Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of tvdads.com.
1: And I'm one of the other hosts. I'm Chris Henry of the EAA Aviation Museum
0: and we are uh we're down back with the coffee pot again, again chris uh looking I'm really hung up and, oh. on this yeah yeah it's so much i mean who knew that caffeine was so important to get into the moon i, I don't think i don't think kennedy brought that up in any of his speeches um, and uh you know before this pot is empty we choose to go um but there's a uh, lot lots of things going on at this minute of which i don't some things of which i don't understand so uh why, when uh, after we get through the little coffee pot speech from John Aaron, the next thing we see in this particular minute is, as we go through the different parts of the uh, simulator room where they have lunar modules and command modules and things, why are there two guys uh, arguing about the flag on the lunar descent stage? I have no... <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just a brief scene, but I'm like, why are you rubbing that flag, and why is the other guy pointing his finger at you? and? Uh, <laughs> Here, look, look busy with a flag. Yeah,
1: do something that. Yeah, yeah, look busy. Here they come.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, John Young being the man in charge because he doesn't have to wear a tie. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, maybe it's a fashion thing, but I don't remember 1970. I don't remember people wearing squared-off ties like Ken Mattingly had. I thought the squared-off tie came a little bit later, mid, mid, uh, like mid not early but early to mid 70s i think he's a little bit fashion forward on this unless he just tucked it in and forgot to pull the the bottom tail out of out of his tie so yeah they all
1: wore sort of those uh the skinny ties that was the big thing yeah
0: yeah Yeah. the skinny ties but they all had the you know they were pointed so i just didn't maybe just ken's trying to be a a maverick (laughs) um but he's he's talking with John Aaron and as as I mentioned yesterday that this is the I, this is where that IBM trivia thing gets at Rome because you can obviously see that John Young is not John Aaron uh on that thing uh gosh those are uh, that, uh those Plantronics headsets i keep looking at them and thinking how much money do they spend i mean i, I don't think plantronics ever came down with cheaper headsets and there's <laughs> <laughs> there's a fortune in plantronics headsets on this uh on this particular scene it's also
1: amazing how long that hardware lasted. Yeah, the Plantronics panels and things like that. I mean, when I, you know, it was really funny when I dispatched medical helicopters. We were using equipment that we thought was pretty dated, and then I went to become an air traffic controller, and we we're using the same panels, <laughs> same headsets. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, it's um, well, it, you know, it's it's funny the, uh, those things are are kind of standards the way that you see um um david thomas is that the right one uh the oh the david clarks david clarks He's, yeah i'm, I'm yeah. looking I'm, I'm sorry i'm seeing the word thomas on my on my screen i was thinking, that, yeah david the david clarks the big uh, sea green uh headsets with the with a really uh monstrously large uh phone jacks that they're still they're still around today i mean everybody if you know if you're going to be in general aviation i know that bose is kind of picking up speed but you you really feel more like an air you're flying an airplane when you're wearing the, the green david clarks
1: i i i have a pair of david clarks gotta have the green
0: <laughs> gotta rock that aqua color and uh, oh yeah yeah you know fly yeah. like a man <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna break them if they drop on the ground they're tough. exactly exactly. So, and you never have to worry about a contact with those uh that thing, it looks like it was, it was made out of a straightened-out horseshoe. I mean, it's, it's so <laughs> yeah. much iron in the, in the quarter-inch jack. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> ah, wow. Well, uh, uh, we, we see uh, Ken Mattingly talking, you know, we've got to do everything by the book. We've got to find out how, uh, how things are going. I need it cold and dark. I need exactly what they have up there so that we're not telling them things they don't have. So he, he swaps out a, a bright yellow flashlight for well i guess he doesn't have a flashlight he he says give me only what they've got up there um so i guess somebody's got to go get him another flashlight and waste time but it's just <laughs> flashlights work different i guess but uh, anyway he's he's going to show them that he means business so he he climbs in in the dark into the command module um and uh he said put me in space and of course right after that is the the cut to uh p- putting the audience in space and we're up uh looking at uh Jim Lovell throwing the uh, the circuit breakers uh, off as they're trying to conserve power on the lunar module while uh, uh, Fredo looks looks on and then in the very last second we're seeing uh, 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 Jack Schmitt, uh, looking down from Jack. Uh, what am I saying? Um, uh, we're 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 seeing the. Let me beep beep beep. I'm gonna try that again. <laughs> yeah, roger that. <laughs> okay. Beep, beep, beep. So we're looking at uh uh the the three astronauts uh leaning in and, and trying to figure out what's uh what's going on with uh you know as as they're shutting down power on the lunar module. And there's a lot of power in this thing. I think what we gotta do here, Chris, is start going over what what they're facing just from an electrical situation of how much uh how much power uh, is in the you know the, we know that the command service modules are dead they're turned off and uh they're you know they're not gonna try and get anything've they've got they've got minimal power up there they've got about 15 minutes of battery power in the command in the command module the service modules dead and so we're left with uh what's in the lunar module so let's talk about what's in the lunar module it's got uh and just really big batteries there's uh there's 65 uh, kilowatt hours available at uh, four kilowatt hours max delivery so it's built for a 35 hour lunar stay and uh it has redundant buses there's isolation equipment um most of the 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 battery power that's being delivered is uh 28 volt dc and 28 volt dc this being a grooming machine is uh uh, basically built to run Grumman equipment. They they <laughs> kind of lifted stuff from other aircraft and, and used it in a lunar module because 28-volt DC is what most of them used over there. So uh, there wasn't any way to recharge the batteries once they left Earth, once the ground service equipment, there was no way to uh, to, to run things. And the batteries were kind of a late addition. Originally, just like on the... Uh, this, uh, service module the lunar module in its descent stage had uh, fuel cells they were going to run on fuel cells just like uh you know this was developed during the gemini days so they thought fuel cells are the future this is what everybody's going to run on so we're gonna we're gonna take oxygen and hydrogen big tanks down to uh down to the surface and uh and run power that way but as as time went on and weight became such a serious matter uh they thought well it's going to weigh just a little bit more than the original fuel cells but it's going to give us a lot more power over a long time so they got rid of the the three fuel cells uh, that were in the lunar module's descent stage and uh they switched to um just regular regular batteries and uh they built a whole bunch of uh uh ac uh adapters in there a lot of the equipment uh was dc but uh some of the some of the things like the computers ran on ac So they had to, um, you know, they had these gigantic inverters, and the inverters, as they started eliminating equipment on on the lunar module, the inverters didn't change. So they had these massively overbuilt uh, AC converters that they hauled with them to the moon, because there just wasn't enough time to redesign the thing. And um, it, uh, uh, most of the changes, um, the Internal environmental control system, that thing that we're going to talk about in a couple of, a couple of weeks where uh, the, the oxygen to uh, carbon dioxide scrubbers, uh, those originally started out with um, uh, AC fans and they were switched to uh, brushless DC motors because they were a lot smaller and cheaper and lighter. Um, so that, that's where most of the, the power the original design was for these AC inverters uh, was built to run a bunch of fans that no longer needed them. Oh, that's so,
1: interesting. It's amazing to see how one change affects other changes, like a domino effect in the design.
0: Yeah, it's quite, you know, I mean, you can't, and, and the thing is that they were so far along and they were so fat, you know quickly building these things. They had no time to go back and say, well, how can we make this better, cheaper, faster, and, and you know, lighter? It, there's no time. Let's just go with what we got and we'll just leave the stuff there and it works. We'll just, you know, it ain't broke. So, of course, after Apollo 13, uh, they're going to get back and they're going to they're going to build things in like uh, the ability for the lunar module to initiate a, a power transfer to the CSM, which they, they did do, they, they managed to do it on this trip, but we'll, we'll talk about that over the next coming days. Um, they put in a uh, circuit protector more circuit breakers so that when they pass power back and forth between the limb and the, and the command service module, uh, they had, you know, breakers in, on board. Um, and uh, they also, one of the bigger things that they did after Apollo, uh, well, Apollo 14 didn't have it, but Apollo 15 had it. They added what they called a, a lunar battery. They added a 12 kilowatt hour battery in the descent stage so that they, when they stayed on the moon, they, they'd have more power for for longer days. They And they also, they initially looked at, well, can we add fuel cells in now? But after the Apollo 13 thing, I think they wanted to just steer away from fuel cells forever. So, um, and they also changed the circuit diagram so that any um any battery could be tied into any other battery so if any of them went weak they could swap them out with any you know ascent stage or descent stage the way this was set up before apollo 13 was all the descent stage batteries were tied together so you could swap it between them and all the ascent stage but you couldn't go from the ascent to the descent uh if one of them went bad so it just either you know either they went on on each floor each module of the lunar module um you could lose an entire deck if one of them went out, but if or no, I'm sorry, you could you could swap it within the deck, but you couldn't um, you couldn't add power to like the ascent stage of the if the de- if if the ascent stage batteries went bad, the descent stage couldn't supply power to you know to override it. But oh. they they redid the wires. That's um, very, that's
1: interesting to make it more uh, uh, I guess all encompassing for any kind of emergency they'd have.
0: Yeah, I mean with the the way it was set up at this point with Apollo 13 if uh, if the descent stage lost the battery then that led to a curtailed mission they wouldn't be able to land on the moon because you needed um if you if you recall when the, on the on landing you needed radar and they had you know they had all the, all this uh all this activity going on mostly just to power the radar but that used a lot of power so they needed every battery that was available on the descent and if one of them was out then it was no go for a landing but wow. uh that the other the other batteries on there could handle the loads um and uh i'm trying to think what else was going on in there there were there's so much stuff to talk about with this thing that i think we're just going to hold hold on <laughs> on a lot on a lot of it just trying to trying to go through through some of the stuff is um i mean we can talk about junction boxes and feeders and all that other stuff but i think that's probably a little bit too too deep into the into the weeds <laughs> um and we're gonna we're gonna have people on in the future that can talk about electricity better than i can <laughs> i um, use it i'm a fan
1: of it yeah 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 it's
0: uh i just keep thinking about that it's a it's a 65 kilowatt hour lunar module which means that my tesla had more has more power than the lunar mod it's like you're always saying about well your phone has more computer power than a lunar module but i'm thinking <laughs> my my car has more power than a lunar module too wow um, that's incredible and uh <laughs> yeah it's it's just uh it's a stunning thing to think about and just just to give you an idea on uh on how much these guys worked on it that the battery power here was built for 65 hours they were they were used for, they were, they were going to use at maximum 65 hours in a lunar module that was the longest they were planning on it when we get to the end of this the lunar module batteries provided power to itself and the command service module remember when they were warming up the uh when they were warming up the system later on for 83 hours wow so um But they had to get down to. It it normally provides a thousand watts, a thousand watts to to run the system, but they could only run it at 350 watts to get it home, and, and also remember that the the other part of it was these are incredibly cold temperatures. And you know what? Like anybody who's ever had a battery in Wisconsin, let's say, (laughs) knows that you have to keep the batteries warm. But these. These batteries were in continuous cold temperatures. That lunar module dropped to 37 degrees. Wow! So, um, and when they finally when they finally get to reentry, the lunar module had less than five hours of battery power left. So it's you know it's just amazing what what we're going to be talking about in the next couple of weeks. Uh, all wow. this stuff of how, where they had to get to. They had to get down to 350 watts, and you know work in icy cold conditions and keep those batteries going um you know imagine you're driving in the snow and you're watching your fuel gauge going toward e really fast <laughs> yeah um and right now they're still heading you know heading the wrong way the so, thing that always amazed
1: me was jim uh or uh, gene said that uh, he said the crew basically only had a light bulb and a radio and it got down to 37 degrees and they never complained once yeah and uh, that was something he was very adamant to uh, to make sure he told everybody.
0: yeah it's <laughs> I mean it's been 50 years as we're as we're talking now. yeah um, but it's still it's just such an amazing thing and it's something that everybody can relate to where you're looking at you know everybody has a has a cell phone or something. And you're look, you're looking at your uh, at your phone and it's got like five percent and you've got to use your map and you've got to call home. You're <laughs> like, well, I'm not gonna call that much, and maybe I could just turn my map off and follow the road signs. But it's just, you know, and you're looking, and it's like, I wish I had a charger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's gonna be some. Well, we'll be we'll be chatting a lot more about this over the next couple of weeks because this is definitely the the scope of of where it's all gonna go, and we'll we'll be talking about other things. Um, but for folks uh, for folks listening in, we always love to hear from you. Knowing one, we like knowing that you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to you, uh, we do we do meet the most amazing people on our, uh, on our social media site. So uh, check us out on Facebook. We're at the Apollo 13 Minute Mission Control. Also on Twitter, we've got uh, we've got a Twitter handle of Apollo 13 minute. So uh, check us out there. Also, if you are not subscribed, please go and subscribe to us. We're available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Spotify forget all the there's a bunch of them basically wherever you're getting a pod catcher that can find uh podcasts we're on it so look for apollo 13 Minute out there click subscribe and get us delivered hot and fresh every morning monday through friday and uh, we we're gonna finish out the week tomorrow uh, talking some more about cold weather and uh turning off things so uh, shut off your lights and remember what's going on with with apollo 13 Minute. <laughs> turn off your
1: lights and open up the freezer door <laughs> yeah exactly
0: just to get just to get in the mood so it uh, looks like we're coming up on uh, loss of signal in about 30 seconds. So we'll see you here uh, tomorrow as we finish out the week on the Apollo 13 Minute.